you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. It's Thursday, October 20th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Rager, and Jason McCourty. Peter, Let's do it. Let's get a little purple. A little football purple in. This Sunday night, this weekend, this is pretty cool. The Dolphins um, are celebrating and honoring their undefeated team from 1972. It's been 50 years since football fans. Look at that. Look at that goalpost right in the middle of the end zone there. Um... Witness this special Jim accomplishment. Uh, Jim Kick. Do you know who Miami beat in the AFC Championship that year? Uh, Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh, indeed. It was the Steelers. Uh, do you know who, take, who the Dolphins take on in Miami on Sunday night, Kyle? I don't know. Not oh, man. Either. Well, I mean, follow the old logic, the old noggin there. And hey. The Steelers again. Uh, it's cool how we brought that all together. Um, the connective tissue of the show is working once again. That was the game after the Immaculate Reception. Everyone thinks oh. the Immaculate Reception like won a Super Bowl. Division round. They play the Dolphins the next week. Dolphins beat them. Mm. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> From 1972 to 2022, this year's Dolphins, they get Tua back on Sunday, yeah. and they could use some of that 72 undefeated mojo as well. It's been tough after they started 3-0. The Finns lost their last three. Meanwhile, the Bills, Jets, and Patriots, yeah. they are en fuego. <laughs> uh, so what do we need to see from this Bills, or excuse me, Dolphins-Steelers game in Miami to uh-huh. set pace in the AFC East, Peter? You say en fuego. You say things like the Dolphins had all the mojo. They did. Uh, you know, first month of the season. We, we went to London a few weeks. As we were leaving for London, it was like, wow, the Dolphins are the toast of the town. They're 3-0. They've got it going. And if you forget, like, they were dancing. They were celebrating. Take a look at Jalen Waddell just in the first win here when they, they do get that victory early on. And it's like home field. Everyone's having a blast. Everyone's doing the Waddle. McDaniel's getting hugs from Christian Wilkins. And they were knocking off. They're beating the Bills. The Bills. Yeah. They were beating the Steelers. Yeah. They, I mean, not the Patriots. The Patriots. The Ravens. The Ravens. Big teams. And they're like, all right, Dolphins are here. Then unfortunate things happen. And we get to last week where... Jalen Waddle fumbles in this one. This is a game-changing play here. Jalen Waddle fumbles, and Dalvin Cook would come right down and score what would end up being the game-sealing touchdown. But after this Waddle fumble, you almost felt like the entire air sucked out of that stadium. Any of that mojo. And it, Waddle's so frustrated oh. on the sideline. And Jason, you played with him. Jamie, you covered him at his best days in Alabama. Like, this guy wants to win. This guy is smart. This guy is tough. This guy who came back from the ankle and came all the way, or the leg injury came all the way back and wanted to play in that national title game. They're a three and three mediocre team right now. So all that stuff in September that we had, all of that joy, all of that celebrating, all of the water and the Gatorade baths and the walking into the stadium for McDaniel with the sunglasses, they're three and three. They're three and three like so many other teams in the league are. Nine others are. Um, 
got to get the mojo back. This is a Steelers team that's coming in. They're off a fresh win. They're going to be feeling good. Tomlin's kind of getting these guys believing. They need to get that mojo back. And with Tua back under center, the hope is they will. But I just fear that all that early season hype and excitement, it's kind of now dwindling because Mm -hmm. of the three straight losses. I think seeing that from Jalen, that emotion to me just shows like he really prides himself himself on being like the guy. And I think Tyreek arrived and everyone kind of put the asterisk by his name for this season. But Jalen was having a fantastic stretch up until that point. To him, that probably felt like such a defining moment. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be the guy when things were getting rough for this team. And then that ball popped out and like you just could see it on his face. He wants to be known as that. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's had a really good season. He was having a really good Yes. game Sunday he had a big drop yeah. that led to an interception he had obviously the fumble and you mentioned it Peter they need to get their mojo back Waddle getting back on track will be part of it but the cheetah he's the mm. guy he's leading the NFL in receiving yards he's on pace of breaking Calvin Johnson's single season receiving uh, yards record so this guy is getting it done we all said he's leaving Patrick Mahomes and he's going to Miami is he going to be able to put up the same level of production with Tua as his quarterback Tua goes down with an injury. He had 170 yards this past Sunday with Bridgewater out there. It's been Skylar Thompson. Tyreek Hill is still getting it done. He's still putting up yards. He's still leading this team. And I know this past week we've had kind of ping pong gate and everything that's transpired with that, the table and all. But Tyreek Hill is going to be the reason the Dolphins get back on track, the reason they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's kind of one of those sneaky storylines in this game. Mm -hmm. Brian Flores is a linebacker's coach in Pittsburgh. Now the Miami Dolphins playing against Tua has already been asked that. And he said, Flo knows me best. He knows what I like, knows what I doesn't like. It makes for a very fun game to play. And so with everything going on, that's kind of been forgotten. But that's a little bit of a storyline. Steven Ross also – comes back off the suspect. Like, there's a lot a of lot dynamics. Tomlin was asked this week about, and he shut it down hard. Yeah. Like, Love Tom. And then no matter, he's like, I'm paraphrasing, he was like, it doesn't matter what your next question is. I have nothing. Like, so don't even follow. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. juicy. I'm just, we started this conversation with the nostalgia of the 50 years ago, and I'm yeah. just kind of reveling it. I still cannot believe that the goalposts were on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, can you imagine Running in this day it. and age, how much, Jason, that would be used scheme-wise? Oh. Like, what Mike Pick McDaniel plans. would do? Yeah. You're running all the slants past the goalposts. And, like, they kept him until 74. So, like, the Dolphins are there think two more years. No big deal. Just right in the middle. Why don't they park the team bus right there? It's like, <laughs> unbelievable. And then they would wrap this little pad around. Like, that's fine. Um, anyway, so... Uh, I can't even imagine that used to happen. But I'm kind of picking up where Peter's left off. The Dolphins were the number one story in the entire NFL. Maybe sports for 3-0. and And Mike McDaniel was working. And then it, the Tua thing against Cincinnati was so horrible and so terrible. And now we have, like, the re-rise of Tua. And, like, we're going to see if we can get this thing, like, start the engine back up. Because we've seen the backup quarterbacks and it just hasn't been the deal. But as much as we forget the Dolphins were the best story at the start of the season... It's easy to forget how what Tua was doing. Tua threw six touchdown passes in a game against a team and a defense that we respect in Baltimore. Tua beat Buffalo. Tua beat New England. And sometimes he was more of a leader, more of a passenger, but who cares? I want to see what we're getting from him because, gosh, like what a wonky football life this guy's had. Mm-hmm. Out of college, and, and it's the hip, and it's can you trust it? Can you recover? And then it's, when you finally start to seem like, all right, he's got the coach, he's got the receivers, it's the Tua superstar. Then he's getting carted off the field, and we haven't seen him in weeks. And frankly, there's also this factor I'm kind of nervous to watch Tua play. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that he does go fine, and I hope it is safe, and I hope he doesn't take hits. 
But, you know, damn, it's football. He's going to take hits. Um, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I think we were all happy that Tua was finally having his moment and it was taken from him. It's hard to get ramped back up, especially against Pittsburgh, what they got going on. But I'm rooting for him. And it's, it's going to be now the re-rebirth of Tua, mm-hmm. I hope. His media availability when he was finally healthy and clear to speak again was the quotes were jarring at times. He called the process to come back out of the concussion protocol stressful because of all of the um, specialists he had to see. And he talked about he remembers everything until he got hit in Cincinnati. And so, like, absolutely, you I'm glad he took the time to come back. His health is paramount moving forward. But uh, a leader needed to step up for this Dolphins team. And I very much I think we saw a lot of awesome play out of Xavier Howard in the Dolphins secondary. That game against the Vikings, though, on Sunday afternoon was probably so stressful, not only for Jalen Waddle but the whole team. Xavier Howard had this really, what I found to be a strange quote to read. And then when you listen to him say it, it sounds different, but when you hear it, I'm going to say it to you, and then I'm going I'm mm-hmm. to have you listen to a response. It's, we just got to figure this out, Xavier Howard said. We got to score points. You can't win without scoring points on offense. Mm. That borderlines, that borderlines, I'm like, oh man, but the defense, we're like, doing our job. Don't do the finger pointing. So, who do you bring the finger pointing back to? Like, Mike McDaniel, like, this is your moment as yeah. a first year head coach. Like, are you the glue? Mm. Are you going to go in that locker room and be like, listen, ping pong table or no ping pong table? Like, we got to come together here. And McDaniel tried to do that in response to what Xavier Howard had to say. I believe the. In the con- with the context that X was speaking on, um, I 100% agree with him, and I think every player does too. Like, you have to score more points than the opponent to win, and we're in the business of winning. So um, that that is without a doubt. Like, I, I, I totally agree with him. So Roger says he doesn't want any leaks out of the locker room this week in Green yeah. Bay. And Michael Furrow's like, or keep it simple. And he's like, I don't know what that means. Like, easily Mike McDaniel could have been like, I don't know what X is talking about. Like, the defense has to step up. Right there, he could have just, like, set up contention within this team. Instead, he's like, no, I, I'm going to go with what this uh, leader on this team said and had their back. And I kind of appreciate that because it is two, it's three sides of the story, all three phases. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike McDaniel, like, you, you're having a moment right now that, like, are you going to be the glue mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. for this yeah, team? Real quick, the 3-0 start, Tua goes down with this horrific situation and doesn't – do you put an asterisk on the three losses and say, like, well – or do you say Tua was negligible? Like, if Tua was in there, are they 5-1? and one? Like, I don't know. Or do you Maybe. say – Maybe. Yeah. yeah, he was playing well. He was playing really well, but you can't. I mean, look at New England. Matt goes down no. with an injury. New England has won back-to-back. Cooper Rush comes in. Yeah. You know injuries are going to happen. Yes, for the Dolphins, it sucks because Teddy comes in and he gets right hurt. in the beginning of the Jets game, he gets hurt as well. But that's part of football. And to X's point, like he's been in Miami through it all. Mm-hmm. He's probably the longest tenure player there. He has seen a lot. The defense needs to continue to play well. I mean, in that game, they, Waddle has the fumble. Then Dalvin Cook gets a 50-yard touchdown. Yep. They got to be able to shut the door there. But mm-hmm. X is a guy who's played a lot of good football there, so you respect him coming out and saying yeah. that. But both sides of the ball have to step up for them to continue to be where they I- want. I had to be emotionally jarring though those couple weeks oh. ago too. Uh, just yeah. everything that went around so it. Yeah. Serious music because we got a serious segment coming up. It's my guy Jason McCourty. See, I spent most of my career as a journalist in the press box, way up high. Weighing in on decisions, investigating, seeing that you actually played the game. On the field. 13 seasons? 13. So although we are involved in the same sport, we might have a different vantage point. No doubt about it. And there's a second we call two-point conversing. What we do is I say a statement, Jason responds, we'll see if we agree or we disagree. 90 seconds 
to debate each topic. So okay. take about 45 seconds, and I'm going to try to come in and... Uh, I know you're ready. The Jets, mm-hmm. they're on to their best start since 2015, and a big part of that is a credit to all these young playmakers on offense and on defense. Here is the statement, and one that is being made in the media. The Jets' youth, all these guys being so young, is actually an advantage, advantage. as they go through this season. They... What they, what they don't know, they don't know. And that's an advantage. An advantage. Okay. So the one thing I've always heard about youth, it kind of coincides with potential. Potential means you haven't done sh- yet. <laughs> so that, that's kind of what they say about youth. For the Jets, yes, they're young, have a nice quarter, doing well. But that a lack of experience can come back to bite you at any given moment. How do they handle their bye week, Thursday night games, things that they've never experienced? Will they be able to withstand that and continue to get over it? When true, true adversity hits, bad loss, somebody says something wrong in the media, how do they handle it when you don't have those core veteran players to really pull you aboard and keep things going? So, yes, youth is fun. There's a lot of potential. But let's see how it turns out as the season gets in the thick of it. All right, here's my response. There are a couple couple guys. Mm-hmm. C.J. Mosley, been there. Joe Flacco, been there. There are those senior voices. But I look at this thing and it's like, this Jets franchise is so morbid, is so miserable over the last yep. two decades. The fan base has a huge cloud of negativity over it. Every time you see that Jets logo, you think, oh, there's a 6-10 and 10 team. <laughs> These guys don't know about that. True. They don't, they're not hampered by that. They're not... They, the butt fumble didn't, doesn't mean anything to them, okay? They have fresh eyes, fresh spirit, and what they don't know, they don't know. Like, they're just going into this thing and, oh, we just beat the Packers in Lambeau. I'm going to put a cheese head on. <laughs> the Jets don't beat the Packers in Lambeau, but they don't know any better. I think it actually works in their favor. They're not intimidated by the ghosts of the past. Definitely not intimidated, but let's see when things really get going. Not being intimidated. Yeah, it could be fun. You can put the cheese head on. But let's see when they really get into the thick of it, how it turns out. Let's go back to Lambeau, because after Sunday's loss to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers had some things to say about the way their offense has been playing. Take a listen. I don't want to get too specific. Um, and I'm not uh, not attacking anything. I just think that based on how we've played the last two weeks, I think it's going to be in our best interest to simplify things uh, for everybody. Hmm. Spicy for everybody. Yeah. Not to attack it. But he is putting it out there. Matt LaFleur responded to those comments saying he wasn't sure what that means. Regardless of all that dialogue, the Packers do need to figure things out quickly. My statement to you, Jason, Aaron Rodgers' desire to simplify the offense could be interpreted as a criticism of that coaching staff. Could be and should be. Whenever you say to somebody, hey, no offense, Peter, but uh, you're getting a little fat. Whenever you say something like that, you... No offense to Peter. Okay, thank you. Whenever you say something like that, you're getting ready to offend him. So, not to attack anybody, but we need to simplify the offense. He is saying, yes, coaches, I'm out here with the guys, these young players what we just talked about, potential, all of those different things. Sounds good, looks great on paper, but now we're going here, we're trying to execute. Guys don't know what they're doing, they're not at the right route depth. They just lost Randall Cobb to an injury. We have to simplify the game so we can move around fast, less thought, more playmaking ability. Aaron Rodgers is calling out LaFleur. Whenever the coach responds and goes, I don't know what he's talking about, and it's not, oh, I talked to him, oh, this is probably what he means. Yeah, they're going at it right there in the media. I love it, though. LaFleur's got a little pride. Yeah, of course. I'm one of the winningest coaches of all time. Since he's been there. I don't think it was a shot at LaFleur. I think this goes back to the dialogue from... Young guys? No, I don't think it's the young guys. Mm. I think it's a shot at the front office. Mm. 
What am I working with? Romeo Dobbs is a fourth round pick out of Nevada. But we love Romeo. Christian Watson is a second round pick who has, is, is as raw as it comes. Cobb's out. I don't have Devontae. I yep. don't have any other veterans. Sammy Watkins is not out there. Like, I think it's a look at the front office. Hey, guys, two first-round picks, two defensive players. Every single year, Rodgers has not given up. Kyle had the stat. The only first-round player that, that he has ever yeah. thrown a touchdown to is Mercedes Lewis, and it happened this past week. Yeah. I think that was a, a veiled shot and maybe the He's Rodgers, though. He doesn't need these. He can get it done himself. So for the front office, it's just like, Rodgers, this is why we're paying you a 22% of the salary cap. Yes, 22%. You find a way to get these guys going, and you make it right. They got to get a win. All right. Speaking of a team that needs something and something fast, wow, not to go down the miserable train, but mm. Russell Wilson, we're now dealing with a potential hamstring injury. $245 million man and several years left on this contract. Here is the statement. Seattle's trade of Russell Wilson is going to end up being the NFL's heist of the century. Of the century? Oh, man, I can't go that far. I mean, it was a few years ago the Raiders sent everything to the Steelers to get Antonio Brown. He didn't play in a single game. And I was like, let me do some research. Let me look at some of the worst trades. The Vikings get Herschel Walker. Gave up, I think it was six draft picks, five players. The Cowboys go on to win. Four of them turn out to be all pros. Emmitt Smith, Alvin Harper. They end up to go win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. But... Russ, my guy, you have to get it going. You're watching this Denver Broncos offense right now. Nathaniel Hackett may get fired off of how Russell Wilson is playing right now. Has to step it up, has to play better. But the biggest heist of the century, no, money heist on Netflix. That was that was probably the biggest heist of the century. But um, And look at the other team. Like, Seattle's really fun, really good. Seattle has so many rookies right now. Tariq Woolen is one that we've oh. mentioned. But Kobe Bryant, the other corner, the two offensive tackles, Lucas and Cross, and, of course, you get the running back, Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the start of what they're – they have two first-round picks because of Denver, two second-round picks because of Denver, and they shed all that salary. I think they're just starting – and, like, Jamie mentioned it earlier this week, Pete Carroll looks as young and as invigorated as he ever has before. Yes. I think it is a heist. I think it's Woo! one of those deals where this guy was – The biggest – the biggest of this century. We're talking 2000 to now. I don't think there's another trade in NFL history that we've seen that has netted one team more than has hurt the other one. Now look, can Russell turn it around? Sure. Is it happening this season? I don't know. Seattle at least has laid the groundwork and has all these picks coming. They have laid the groundwork. And they have shed a lot of salary in the process. Russ, pick it up. Come on, Russ. I believe in you. You got it, Russ. Let's go. 13 years in the league. (laughs) 13 years in the press box. Now we're together on Good Morning Football. Coming up, which Week 7 matchups are we looking forward to most? Don't go anywhere. Our picks are next. Lamar versus the Browns. Lamar, the Ravens should be 5-1 maybe. They're 3-3. The Browns, 2-4. What? Great game coming up in the AFC North. We'll talk about it after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Time for Beneath the Surface, presented by Microsoft Surface. We use these every single day here, and they get us through good morning football. The Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, the Eagles, they're all on their buys this week, but that doesn't mean there is a lack of great games to watch this Sunday. Using our Microsoft Services, guys, I'm going to ask you, Show me the sneaky good matchup you're feeling pretty good about this weekend. Kyle, kick us off. Can't be sneaky. I've talked about it for four days. I love Bengals-Falcons. I've never said that sentence in my life. I don't remember ever loving a Bengals-Falcons matchup. But Atlanta is going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati right now favored by six and a half Mm. points. Here's the key to the game right here. You know Joe Burrow, a big superstar. That's our guy, Big Grady Jarrett. Love Grady Jarrett. Uh, I would love to see him in the news for doing what he does best, which is sack quarterbacks, not rough them, which is what he was doing here against the Buccaneers. He's been in the news all season because of the roughing the passer that was called on him in a play in which he executed perfectly. Joe Burrow, I think, was sacked just three times last week against the Saints, which feels like a win for the Bengals. But in the meantime, I think Grady Jarrett could have just that amount on his own. I love the Falcons' pass rush. I love the Falcons in general. I even like, I'm going to zoom in here. He's got the number Very on the good. thigh boards oh, with whoa. the logo. I didn't know that. Jason McCourty, your thoughts on the number and logo on the thigh board. Your thoughts. Love it. There's a company that does this I connected with last year to get all the DBs, their numbers in the thigh pads. It's become extremely popular. He has the Falcons logo on the other side. Pretty cool, yeah. I love it, and I, I, that's my favorite game of the week. Bengals versus Falcons. Jamie, Jamie yeah. Erdahl, what She's you over here doing The Zoom surface, trickery, the Zoom trickery. Okay, okay, here we go. Stay with me here. Is this arm gonna hook this arm mm. and wreak havoc nice. on the Chiefs offense when they go to San Francisco? Because Nick Bosa has been having himself, he is, I think is a half of a sack off the lead in the league for sacks so far this season. He did not play last week due to injury. Uh, 12 hours ago, I just read, he was optimistic, so he still has to practice to play this weekend. But if he does, Patrick Mahomes, look out. The Chiefs are looking to come off that loss against the Bills last week. But what if Bosa has himself a day and challenges these Chiefs to the point two weeks in a row? Ooh, boy, this is not sneaky. This is one to watch. Love it. For me, mine has to do with where I'm going to be this weekend. I'm heading to Nashville. There's alumni weekend. They invite all the former players back. So I'll be there. I'll be in attendance for the Colts-Titans game. Big rivalry. Yes, big rivalry game. Titans have owned them. And a lot of it is because this guy, I mean, take a look at that bicep. Like, my my goodness. Him, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard has been out, missed the last game. The game he got hurt was against the Tennessee Titans. Got a concussion and a broken nose playing against the Titans when he collided with one of his teammates. He practiced yesterday. He should probably be back this week. Derrick Henry, five out of the last six games versus Indianapolis Colts. It's over 100 yards. A huge reason why they have dominated them. Shaq Leonard is going to be up to him in that Colts defense to try to slow down King Henry, but I believe he gets it done. It's going to be a fun matchup, rivalry game in the division to watch this mm. weekend. Real quick, some other fun ones here. I think that the uh, Giants-Jaguars is kind of toasty down there in Jacksonville. Jets at Denver. Can this team travel up there? We don't know about Russ. And then, of course, Pittsburgh at Miami, the Sunday mm-hmm. night classic. Mm-hmm. Um, one more. Seattle at the Chargers. Seattle 3-3, three and three, Chargers 4-2. That's a good one. Some good games. We'll see. Selva, you were shouted out by uh, Paul Rudd. What do you what do you make of your big celebrity moment, my friend? How was it? I I love it. I mean, I definitely got cool dad points with my kids. Ant Man likes their dad. I love Paul. Thank you for watching, Paul. I got to meet him someday. Maybe he comes into the garage one of these days. Peter, can you arrange that? Okay. He's in L.A. all the time. He's in L.A. all the time. He films. He's a Hollywood guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, okay. So let's let's try to make that happen. Thanks. There's a chance. Um, you guys are talking about great matchups. Another matchup that we'll be looking forward to is Sunday night when the Dolphins take on the Steelers. Why? Because there's curiosity over who is under center. That person under center being Tua Tungavailoa, who is going to play for the first time since suffering a concussion in week four. And Tua talked about how the injury may change the way he plays. I mean, for me, you know, I, I've always been a person to try to, like, make something happen. Um, like, that's always been my uh, mindset, if you will. And, uh, you know, th- throwing the ball away hasn't, hasn't been something that I've done um, in the past really well because um, I'm trying to make plays. And so, you know, just, just learning from, from that, you know, if it's not there, you know, it's okay to throw it away. It's, it's the longevity of, you know, me just being able to be the quarterback for this team and, you know, not try to make a, you know, something out of, you know, nothing. All right, so yesterday, do you remember on the show, our guy Jason telling us about talking to Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi at his and Devin's charity bowling event? Well, Jason says the team loves both guys, but he thinks Jones will get the starting job back when he returns from an ankle injury. Devin was asked by reporters about Jason's opinion. Quite honestly, I don't really care what he has to say about our team. Um, we talk all the time, but like whatever he said about the quarterbacks, like I don't, I don't know. I don't tell him like private information, but. Uh, I'm sure he probably made up some BS about uh, hanging out that night and talking to the quarterbacks. Uh, I think he talked to Mac for like maybe 15 seconds. So I don't know. I don't know. And he met Bailey for the first time. So I doubt he got any information, but it looks good on TV. Wow. Uh, all right, J Mac. Uh, some made up BS that your brother is saying. Uh, what say you? He's just sitting there. He has this packet of stuff that he's allowed to say and not allowed to say. <laughs> On one of them, it's like discredit your brother whenever he talks yes. about the team. Me and Mac, we were chopping it up. I was hanging out with Zappy, getting all the inside info. I'm at Dev's house. I'm listening to his phone conversation. Nice. What he's saying to his guy. So every single thing I'm saying about the Patriots, you can book it. It is all fact. Well, you know, I'm trying to become a news guy like you, so I'm learning uh-huh. ways of the craft. So I'm learning from you, Will. Wow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Like, How did you and I meet? And I I guess let's go back to Super Bowl in Atlanta. Rams Patriots. That's right. And I see this... This guy's waving me down, and I'm like, that guy looks like Paul Rudd. Who is that? And he's waving me down. I'm like, who is that Paul? And it was you to 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 call me over and be like, love your stuff on Good Morning Football. Oh, I was <laughs> I, to- I fanboyed out. <laughs> it, it, also, you guys were all together, yeah. and I watched the show every morning 
which I'd like to talk to you about that. I, I have a thought about that, which okay. I want to want to bring up to you. Right. Honestly, it's like, oh gosh, at, at, years ago I decided. I'm done with waking up to the news. This is just too bleak. And I would watch the show and I just thought, you guys are so great together and it's so fun watching the show and it's funny and informative and, and uh, you know, now it's just part of my day yeah. every single day. And so when I saw you there at the Super Bowl, I just got so uh, super excited and, and I ran over to you guys and, you know, it fawned. Was fawned. Fond. <laughs> Fond. It is really, really cool. I also think it's cool that at that very Super Bowl, there was a player on the field who is now, <laughs> now our part host. of our family. Yeah. Best Super Bowl ever. Super Bowl That's ever. right. Most watchable, most yes. incredible. All right. Let's get to Jamie Erdahl's favorite segment. It's called Call Your Shot. We each give our predictions for tonight's game between the Saints and the Cardinals, and we actually take a shot. Peter, why don't you show us how it's done, baby? Let's okay. go. I'm going with Tom Chambers, great Suns legend. Mm. And I'm saying Byron Murphy, the corner Gets an interception tonight. And oh, uh, you got to uh, elevate. Here. I know. I know. Uh, Jamie, um, next, go ahead. I'm going uh, Steve Nash style. I can't make a shot on this hoop to save my life. So uh, the great Canadian Steve Nash, I'm going to throw a pass to somebody. Oh. Just like how somebody is going to throw a pass to Chris Olave in the game tonight mm. and for a low Olave touchdown. So who wants to? Who wants well, to? Well, wasn't Jason here. taking Ready? it? Ready? Uh, behind the back. Ready? Yeah. Mm. Over to Jay. Good night. Thank you. Thank you very for much. For my Jamie, shot, job. I'm going with my favorite player of all time, Penny Hardaway. Yes, he played for the Phoenix Suns. Could have went Dan Marley, but I'm going with Penny Hardaway. And I'm going to say Kyler Murray throws a first quarter yeah. touchdown. Let's go, Kyler. As it happened, only three three points in the first quarter this year. Kyler gets it done, and it's all banking on this shot right oh, here. This is like Come, a on. Come on. Walk off. Oh! oh. Tried Man, to bank you touched it. every part of the All right, I'll go Kevin Johnson with the killer crossover. Oh. Also got into KJ. Um, it's going to happen tonight, guys. It's finally going to happen. We're going to have an Andy Dalton gritty. It's going to no. happen. Oh. Play it tomorrow. The greatest won't die. Andy Dalton, wake. Welcome to the Gasicki Club. I'm gonna go Ooh. right over here. Cheers We're gonna have Andy Dalton gritty. No. Oh. Will Dalton's gritty be as good as that bank shot? I do not know. I don't have a lot of faith in it. Don't have a lot of faith. More good morning football tomorrow. TGIF. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 